Okay, so hi, Makiba. Uh, I'm Sonia, and this is the Black American COVID, an oral history project. I started it in February of 2022 because I wanted to know what Black Americans' lives were like during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I also want to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who was Black American who either passed away from COVID-19 or just during the pandemic. And I was inspired by Zora Neale Hurston and the fact that she was an anthropologist and she would interview Black Americans and then write books in their own voices. Let's see. And my goal is to get the recordings into the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture. And I'll just share a little bit about me. So my dad was African American and Indigenous American. He met my mom in graduate school in New York, actually at the new school. My mom is Jamaican American. She's a retired teacher. Um, I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica for 20 years. And then my great grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica. She was actually and half Irish, half black. And when she got married, she had to stop working because it wasn't considered respectable for married women to work in the 1800s. And um, okay, so without further ado, I'm really excited to interview my cousin, Makiba. I'll have to ask my mom how we're cousins. <laughs> I just know that we're cousins. <laughs> Um, so would you please say your name and where you're from? Yes, yeah, so my name is Makiba Robinson. I'm from, well, I was raised in California, but I was born in Pennsylvania. And then I guess in my adolescence, I was like, I lived in Pennsylvania again. Um, and I am a Black American. And my parents are Jamaican American and or Jamaican. Oh my God, I'm messing up. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. And can you share what your experience was like, either living or working or going to school during uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic? Yeah, I mean, man, I feel like there were so many different extremes of living through the pandemic. Um, I remember at the beginning, it was definitely like a very anxious time. Uh, I used to work in this like art community space um, and it pretty, with like a hundred different kinds of creators that would work out of the space. And so like when the pandemic hit, it was like a very, uncertain time because like so much of the business was rooted in like people interacting face to face and and also my job was like very connected to um like being in the space and kind of like taking care of it on some level and so yeah it was just like a very tense moment when it first started um and like everything had to go digital and it was like very it was a very interesting experience to like have to find ways for like a hundred person community to 
function online <laughs> and um and yeah so like just transitioning everything to zoom was kind of intense within that context but um yeah and then honestly like throughout the pandemic i mean honestly like i quit my job <laughs> at a certain point because it was just it's really tricky getting like a hundred people to show up in Zooms and like converse with each other. And like my job in particular was like very, uh, it was like very administratively heavy. So I was like having to send like a hundred of the same email to people. <laughs> and I just remember, I think, you know, and I think I think like a lot of people had this during the pandemic where you just kind of really think about what you're doing a lot more in your work life just because it's almost like the only thing you're doing and you're like stuck inside for a bit of time. So yeah, for me, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't think this is really what I should be doing with my time. So um so yeah I stopped working there and spent a little bit of time um after that I like spent maybe a month like trying to finish this album that I started like a music album and um and then I started working with like my mom's business, which strangely, because of the pandemic and like George Floyd and the protests that surrounded it, uh, like her business sort of, it's, it's a weird trajectory, but like a lot of black owned businesses like during the pandemic got a lot more attention. And so it's like this kind of this backward thing because it was such a, uh tense time like when George Floyd was happening and then you can't like talk to people in person that much and so you're like glued to your phone and I remember that moment being very stressful in particular um and so yeah I don't know a lot of tension and anxiety honestly but also I started like meditating and I'd never done that before. I've always been curious about that stuff, but I like was able to start like a real practice of doing it. Um, and yeah, just like, it's strange too, just like having a little bit more space to uh, think about health, at least personally. Um, I think mostly because like working from home, um, I don't know, maybe I don't have like a super structured schedule. <laughs> maybe that's the big difference. Um, did you- Besides like work during the day. Did you mm -hmm. perform, did you do like a tour online or are you performing live or? Yeah, sure. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, 
I think in 2020, I was kind of just like, okay, I need to finish this album because I'd been like trying to find time, like chunks of time to finish it um, before that. But like kind of the best way to finish an album is to just give yourself like a big chunk of uninterrupted time or some days of uninterrupted time. So I was kind of able to find that at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, And then I sort of went like, I mean, yeah, like many other musicians, I just kind of went a year not playing shows, which I think was like, um, I don't know. I spent like a little bit more time just trying to get better at the guitar. But yeah, ever since last fall, though, things have kind of, well, before the Omicron surge, we kind of, there have been more shows happening and stuff, so, yeah. That's right, the Omicron surge was started, I guess, in December? Yeah, like. Through January and February. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm Are you back to performing yeah. now in March or are shows still on hold? Yeah, I have a show Friday actually. Um, mm-hmm. And then one next week. So it's almost like whenever cases seem to be going down, people will try to like play shows again or reschedule shows that were canceled. Um, during the surge. Um, But yeah, so it is sort of still pretty uncertain though, because yeah, it's hard to tell, you know, if there there will, if the same pattern will just keep happening in the future, like canceling shows and like scheduling them again, stuff like that. But but I, I did not get to do like a virtual show, though I was thinking, I mean, I think that's still like something artists should um, participate in, because even when there are like dips in the in the cases, I think there is still a significant amount of people who like might not feel safe in show environments. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the shows now, are people wearing masks or is that no longer required? So far, people are wearing masks for sure. Um, at least, I know Eric Adams just lifted the mask mandate, so mm-hmm. I don't know how that will change. But yeah, I found that people are pretty, at least like the ones I've played before now, people have been pretty. Um, like diligent about wearing a mask and mm-hmm. yeah, being as safe as possible. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. are you in Queens? Um, yeah, I'm in Queens, yeah. Ridgewood. Ridgewood, yeah. yeah. I'm in. Wait, what part of Queens are you in? Jamaica, right Queens. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about during the pandemic? Um. Hmm. I don't know. 
don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. My goal is to get all the audio and video into the Smithsonian and mm-hmm. ideally have an event where everyone who is interviewed will I haven't left I haven't been to DC in like since before the pandemic, but ideally mm. we could all go to DC and have a an event to and have all our recordings as an exhibit. So Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. I'd love to hear how it's going. Do you think it's gonna take like a long time to interview people or my goal is one hundred interviews. Um mm-hmm. I'm at 20 i started in february so oh that's June, like right that's a good 20 is good that's like you're close right? <laughs> yeah if i can do 20 a month april may june actually it has to be more than 20 a month um mm. probably like close to 30 a month then mm-hmm. i'll reach my goal but i'm like cool you know, I'm a hard worker. I like I like <laughs> busy schedules. Keeps me from thinking about the fact that we can't really travel or mm. all the things. Yeah, it's do. I guess it's a good way to um, meet a lot of people. I would think <laughs> yeah. if you're like interviewing, yeah, That's like true. twenty people a month or more. Yeah, so far I've reconnected with a lot of people. Like Shanina, I haven't Mm. spoken to her since college, which is Mm. 20 years ago, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, oh, I'll stop recording. Um, Yeah, so I'll I'll just end the video and say um, thank you for your time, Nikiva. (laughs) And yeah. And I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is the Oral History Project, Black America and COVID.